Friends, fiends, rapscallions, I know what you all must be thinking every time an episode is released of Easily Irritated. I'm sure you're all thinking, God, Mike is my favorite comedian. I love his stand-up. I love his podcast. I love Mike McCowan. I just wish I could have a podcast myself. I wish that people would want to listen to me talk. I wish, you know, I'm passionate about JoJo's Bizarre Adventures. Maybe I should start a podcast on that. But who's going to listen? And then I'm creating all this work, all this effort to just shout into the void? No, that doesn't sound fun. But here's where you're wrong, my friends. There's a magical little platform called Anchor. And it's everything you need or anything you want to create a podcast. It's completely free and there's creation tools to make it easy and fun for you to be able to do it literally anywhere. You can do it from your phone. You can do it from your computer. You can hold up your phone like you're talking to a friend and you're actually reporting a podcast. And the audio is amazing. This is what I used when I first started my podcast and it is a great app. It's a great platform and the best thing about it is you upload your podcast, send it away, and Anchor will upload it for you onto all the streaming platforms, onto Spotify, onto Applecasts, anywhere that you can listen to podcasts, you'll be able to hear your podcast. I'll be able to li- you can send me your podcast and I'll listen to it. Anyway, you're probably still thinking, I don't know, I'm a little on the edge here. I'm a little on the fence. Because even if I do create a podcast, who's going to listen? I'm never going to make money off the podcast. Not like you do. But see, this is where you're also wrong, my little wolf pups. With Anchor, you don't have to have a minimum listenership. You don't have to reach 500 people. You could reach one dude in South Carolina that lives in his mom's basement and he never wears pants. He only wears tidy whities all the time and his mom brings him oatmeal when he's hungry and corn dogs because who doesn't love corn dogs? It doesn't matter if that guy is your one and only fan because with Anchor, you don't have to have a minimum listenership. You could have one guy, two guys, 500 guys, 1,000 guys. It doesn't matter. You'll still make money off your podcast by reading ads much like I'm doing now. There's no minimum listenership. That's what's great about Anchor. It's everything you need literally in one place to make a podcast. Now, listen closely and I'll tell you how to do it, all right? It's super complicated. You might want to take some notes. Step one, open up your smartphone or iPhone. Go to the App Store and type in anchor.fm. Click the download button and get your podcast started. It's that easy. All right. Now enjoy the show. Irritated was not recorded in front of a live studio audience, but rather a captive audience of pop figurines and porcelain dolls.
I've been down from deep Durango, cell 3904. I've been walking, I've been pacing up and down this floor. I said, I don't know if I can take this anymore. Cause these chains are weighing heavy on me. Oh, these chains weighing heavy on me. From my hands down to my feet. <sighs> you know, as I spend more time inside just me, I tend to make bad decisions. And then I overthink those bad decisions over and over again. You know? Words are just words, but when you lie to people, you make your own reality. You know? Fuck, I hope I just untune that. You know? My dog has fleas. Yep, still cool. I was messing around with a mandolin and I hit my ukulele on accident. And that's just how things end up happening these days. All around. You know when you come to one of those debacles in life, one of those conundrums? Should I renew the Spotify or YouTube Premium? You know? Which one is the better? Audio quality for sure better on the spots, you know, on spot toes, on the spot titos. Anyway, stars are falling. You want to see a falling star? Look at Machine Gun Kelly. You'd think his life rocks because he's with, you know, Megan Fox. But no, turns out first time he's in love. He has kids, first time he's in love because it's sappy, you know. His album... Tickets to the downfall couldn't be more true. You should buy tickets to his downfall. It's her downfall. It's horrific. All right. I'm going to play you some of it. And then I'm going to play you true pop bug. You know, you're a rapper, question mark. You know? Oh, no. His, his most popular albums. Are this pop punk? Of course, all the TD boppers, right? No. Unacceptable. You were such a great rapper, and you've fallen into not even good pop punk. Not even good. It's bad, all right? You could not even... Um, Machine Gun Kelly would dream of being in the same facility as a day to remember. And, you know, uh, what's the other one? Bad Flower. I like them a lot, too. But, you know... Let's his title track, by the way, take it to the downfall. He's named title track. I sold some tickets to come see my downfall. It sold out in minutes. I saw friends in the front cool, row. The They'll line. leave when I'm finished. And the light in my name's gone. Cause the ones who gas you up only come around when the flame's on. And 
I mean, he had such good lyric writing for his rap, you know? Makes me question everything now. Did he write it? How much did Travis Barker write in this album? If it was all of it, I have questions about his rap, all right? Because this is some third grade lyrical shit, all right? This is the kind of shit I would listen to when I was eight. Which, fine, if that's your demographic, your shooting tour... For surezies, go that way. But, I mean, you had an adult demographic your own age, and now you lost me. You lost them. I'm not the only one that feels this way. I haven't finished this full song, to be honest, just because it makes me cringe so much. And I'm not going to force you to either. It's already more than enough, you know? No one should have to torture themselves that much. There we go. hanging out with my friend, my best friend, who I'm still best friends with. I'll follow him wherever he moves. We've talked about it. You know, it's the great thing about comedy. You can literally do it anywhere. I don't need people, you know. Got you guys. That's cool. No, that's good pop punk, all right? That's pop punk done right. And that's old school pop punk, too. If he's trying to copy old school, you know, that's early 2000s. No, um, you know, mid 2000s, probably. But either way, they still produce good music in that same genre. You know, post-score, I guess, would be the specific term. Like, I think this is what Machine Gun was trying to go for, but didn't really nail it. Also, um, 
maybe not spend so much time with your girlfriend and hit the books, dude. Write a little bit, you know? You were doing so good at the beginning of the pandemic. You are writing some good, good shit. And then you dropped off. You started dating the love of your life. Happiness ruins artists, all right? Artists dwell in darkness and sadness and fucked upness. You go sober, you start, you stop partying. If you stop partying and you go sober, that's when you lose it all, all right? That's when you give up. Side note, I relate to this song so much, but I'm not going to play everything. So nervous, I overeat, I lack purpose, and I'm only scratching the surface. And I'm not shelved, cause sex sells, but how long till I'm cancelled? This is 30, fucking 30, I'm still here, I'm still dirty. done so much better you had so much time you had a whole pandemic you had an entire pandemic machine gun kelly colson baker whoever the fuck you are you know i can't even get everybody call me the same name my name mike you know how hard is mike oh, i don't like the way it sounds why because it sounds responsible because it sounds dignified i'm none of those things I'm a mess. I'm an addict in so many different ways. You know, I've lost track. Very messy. I'm disorganized. Sleep a lot. Um, not lazy when it counts. But I don't like being told what to do. You know? I'm pretty stubborn. In ways where it probably doesn't make sense, but I don't care. Because I don't like being told what to do. No one rules my life. I'm the king of my own future. And my own universe, you know? You gotta let me be me. There's ways to control me. But you can't do it in... Like... You have to be smart. There's a tr There's a tricky way, you know? But not even fully. Not even I control myself, you know? I, I react entirely off impulse, you know? Someone hands me a jo joint, why not? Someone says, hey, there's a BOGO on uh, marijuana for vape pens. Why not? I'll go there. Mix it with the nicotine. Let's get it going. I'm addicted to stimulants. You know, there's drugs I won't do. I won't do cocaine. Cocaine! Cocaine! As Principal Lewis would say, you know, cocaine um, from American Dad. But no, there's drugs I won't do. I won't do kratom. Heard about, heard, heard kratom 
it's a $60 kilo. I, apparently that's good. I have no idea. I have no uh, knowledge when it comes to recreational drugs like that. Would I do mushrooms? Would I microdose and dose in mushrooms? Yes, absolutely. Without even thinking about it. Absolutely. If someone said, no, Mike, you shouldn't do that, guess what? Guess who's going to do double the amount I was going to do when I told you? Now I'm doubling down, all right? I'm not saying that's a good idea. That's how I respond to ultimatums. With double ultimatums. I double down. You know? Plus, I feel like most people are hypocrites. You know? Most people have something to the equivalent of what they're trying to make you give up. Is it as detrimental to their health or mental status? Maybe. You don't know. If it's a strong enough point, you can make a case, you know? It doesn't even have to be a solid point. It just needs to be a decently strong case, you know? You can't argue with a weak point. But you can argue with a decently flexible, you know? There's a thin line. Between bendy and just enough. No. I I manipulate my own rules. If I make rules up for myself, I find loopholes in them, you know? I lie to even my being, even my consciousness. Quiet time. Sleep time. I have so many crazy traits. Whoever ends up with me is very patient. You know, very patient indeed. You know, I'm easily, I feel trapped easily, you know, even by friendships. Someone asks me to do something that I'm not totally cool with. Sometimes they'll say yes, because I'm codependent. I identify as codependent, you know. I go to meetings. I haven't a lot during the pandemic, which would probably explain some things. But, you know, what else? The Zoom things are creepy, man. The Zoom meetings and Al-Anon, it's creepy, man. You see people's homes, you know a little too much about them, you know? Know a little too much. Spent so many years being single so I can know myself, you know? Also, you know, I have some tendencies to be, it's hard when you lie for a living, you know? I mean, not lying so much as the stand-up comedy, but I mean, my taxes say actor, you know? I write off my clothing, that's why I dress so fashionable, you know? Because whatever I wear on stage can be written off, it's amazing, you know? Technically a murder mystery actor. And uh, for live comedy, murder mystery or dinner theatery, you know, whatever it pays the bills, you know. And then stand-up comedy, but neither of those things exist right now, so that's fun. You know, I have this though, I have the show. I want to do another show. No offense to you guys, you guys can come over too, you know. It's a big podcast village. But 
Unfortunately, I hit under easily irritated when I should have gone with Mike. Mike McCowan. You know, not Michael McCowan. Not Michael Templeton McCowan. Mike McCowan. You think Bert Kreischer lets people call him Albert? No. No, they, no, he does not. You know, because I'm a huge fan. I listen to his shit. You know, his daughters might not call him dad, but they call him Bert and Bertie boy. I would like Mike and Mikey as an endearing quality, you know? Mike, Mikey, it makes me feel sweet, you know, and cared for. But Michael, no. I don't like it. Makes me think of people I dislike. And I don't associate with the name Michael. For anybody listening... If you are called, no, it's really fucked up. If your name's Jack, that's short for William. So if I meet a dude named Jack, I'm not going to call him William because I think it sounds better. All right? Hey, Will. Yeah, that's, my name's Jack, but your birth certificate says William. So I will call you whatever I damn well please. Like if your name was Richard... I could call you Dick, right? I don't care if that's not what you go by. You go by Rick. Rick, Dick. Your name's Richard. But if you don't go by Richard, like I've known a Richard, I've known a Dickie. Really good friends with a Dickie. And I'm just assuming that his name's Richard. Because that's usually what Dick is short for. Or William, I guess. No, I'm pretty sure it's Richard. Yeah. But if I called him Richard all of a sudden, I'm sure I would get a confused Southern what the hell, you know? His ignorant ass doesn't know anything. But he knows his name's not Richard. Yeah. Don't identify with him. I don't identify with Mike either, but I like the way it sounds better than the the idea of the kind of person that I calls themselves Michael wears a suit, wears a suit probably, or some stoner with some half bald chick twerking on cars and installing racist horns and vehicles. Dude, I was driving with my friend the other day. And he's a racist redneck, don't get me wrong. And this is not an insult. He's he's racist. He openly identifies as with it, you know? And, you know, as far as knowing Nazis go, if you could keep it under, under five in your entire life, I feel like you're doing all right in life. Because there's a lot of them out there, man. Anyway, I was driving with him. Sometimes I wonder about this kid. He honks his horn and the Dixie horn starts playing. Who installs this horn? A guy who calls himself Michael. Doesn't call himself Mike. He calls himself Michael. Some stoner dude that drives around smoking bowls, streaming it online. 
And yet I did four months in jail for just having it in my system. But there's dudes like this that call themselves Michael out there, all right? You think Mike would do this? No! Mike is way more aware of his actions than Michael's. White privilege Michael's, you know? If you're a black Michael, I've got nothing to say to you. I don't know your culture, you know? Basketballs and dunking hoops and stuff. I don't, I'm not athletic. I wish I was. Feel like I'm tall enough. I just don't have the frame. I would blow away. Sometimes during the Santa Ana winds when I was, I was a, ch- a wee child, I would blow away if I was wearing the right jacket, all right? I had to hold on to the smaller Korean kids that I was friends with as anchors. And no, it wasn't a racist comment. I was just friends with them. You know, they're all quiet and they did what I told them. Used my white privilege in a way that suited me. I don't know if that's good or bad. I don't know if I'm joking. Anyway, the 90s was a weird time to go to school too, especially when all the school shootings happened. And if you had a dad like mine who wore a trench coat, a leather trench coat, black with a black cowboy hat, um, there was a time where they wouldn't let him in the school to pick me up. You know, rightfully so, he dressed way suspicious, you know. They say I should dress more, you know, not degenerate looking But, you know, I've seen pictures, you know. I remember when I was in first grade and he was in a full trench coat and a cowboy hat with his beer belly and his handlebar mustache. I remember pulling up in the CJ7, cheap CJ7, no top, huge tires. I loved riding that thing. That was awesome. It's my favorite thing to be like driven to school and picked up in and stuff. My dad was crazy. He would pick us up some days with like a paper bag with like lizards and stuff in it from like Petco and like reptile stores. And we'd release it into the side yard of our little house in Rancho Cucamonga, California. Our little side yard that he called Fern Gully. Because there was a lot of ferns. And because of that movie, Fern Gully. Ah, baddie. People forget Robin Williams was in that movie. And a rapper whose name escapes me. But no. We infested that entire block with tree frogs. You know, you'd hear the the little chirping of sweet tree frogs and then the crunching of the possums eating them. So that was a joy. Some fun times in that neighborhood, you know? Riding my bikes with friends. Getting molested by friends. You know? My mom walking in on me getting molested by friends. Don't worry. I was just a child. Barely remember it. I only remembered it when I was older. I was like, oh, this is why I'm fucked up. Because of all the rape, you know. But what can we say? If we haven't been raped, we're not cool. You don't have a story to tell. At least a few times, you know. After the fourth time, though, you're like, 
I mean, what am I doing that's giving off that vibe, you know? But you know what? That's life. Sometimes you're just too good looking. People just can't help but rape you. You know, it's mostly men. One tranny. Transvestite, sorry. Transsexual. Trans woman? I don't know. Listen, it's all confusing, but all I know is they all go to the same jail, you know? You got a dick, technically, you go to the jail. If you get inverted and you no longer have the dick, you are no longer a danger to of the raping variety. So you you go to the woman's jail or perhaps protective custody. I don't know. All I know is, you know, I feel like that you'd be more of a victim for rape being that you have boobs, but I guess it depends how far in transition you are. You know? Talked way too much about this subject, and I've said rape way too many times in this podcast. I'm probably sure, I'm pretty sure I took this to a dark place, and I didn't mean to. I meant to just talk shit about Machine Gun Kelly, because I thought he was a great rapper. And now he's... You know, Blink-182? I don't know. Is this his only pop-punk album? Because I hope so. I really hope so. The whole country's gone to shit, and now so has rap music. Now they're just singing pop-punk albums. And you have to do, dude, you have to do millions of... Of versions. He did five versions of Bloody Valentine Day or whatever that fucking song's called. The lyric version, acoustic version, regular version. Dude, enough. We get it. That's your best song in your album. The rest of your album is shit. We get it. That's why you cock teased us so much with that song. You're like, please, this song's good. Give the rest of the album a chance. And I did. This is the longest time. This on this podcast is the longest time I've played any one of his songs besides that alien song, which was only good because of the video. And even still, it was very good Charlotte, you know, and not in a good way, you know. Good Charlotte was good Charlotte for a reason. What are you? A guy who bleaches his hair. You live in a sweet house. I've seen your house. I've seen your YouTube, man, from the pandemic. It's a sweet, sweet house. I've got a lot of pent-up anger. It's a sweet house. But where'd that money come from, you know? It didn't come from pop punk. It came from rapping. You're just at your peak. You're challenging Eminem. And then you release this gay-ass shit. And for people who get offended because I said gay ass shit, you know, I don't mean that it's bad to be gay. I mean, his album, listening to his album might as well be listening to two dudes having horrifically gay sex, you know, the gayest, right? Loud, a lot of grunting, a lot of ball slaps. That's what his album, Tickets to the Downfall, is like, all right? 
It's a ball-slapping, gay, sexy time. And if you're into that shit, or you're 10, for sure, give it a listen. But you turn 11, crank up some A Day to Remember, and uh, some Pad Flower. And that'll extend into your 30s. That's, that's when you know your life has just gone too easy. When your neighbors with Travis Barker, Theo Vaughn, Logan Paul, Beverly Hills, Dayton Megan Kelly. Not, not Megan Kelly. What's Megan Fox. Did I say Megan Kelly this whole time? I meant Megan Fox. You're dating Megan Fox, and your life's just too good, you know? I get it. Your life is too good, so you can't write any good shit anymore because you're just not inspired. This is what you need to do. Blow up your house, you know? Blow up your house. You can keep the hot girlfriend. You know, I'll give you a pass. She was in Transformers, and she's a part of my childhood. But she's into a lot of woo-woo shit. So that's a strike, you know? There's astrology, and there's telling somebody in the first 30 minutes you're my twin flame, all right? I get it. You're swept off your feet. Be sad again, all right? We want you to be broken, so you produce good music. Do you think people want me to be happy, sunshiny all the time? No. They want me to be dwelling in my sadness, in my anger syndrome. And I have a short torso because of it and an oversized heart. I don't know how long I have to live on this planet. And I'm not even the healthiest guy. you think I'd be top peak health, you know? I take testosterone shots because my body doesn't produce enough testosterone on its own. I would be a, a, tw a twig. I have, uh, like, my, my chest is still unconcaved. I'm 30 years old. I've got a weird Roger from American Dad stomach that I'll probably never get rid of. I've got a flat chest with, like, flabbiest, tittyish stuff going on up here there's not a lot of muscle tone despite the testosterone shots all right i just wear awesome clothes i overcompensate with my my wittiness and my snarkiness and my cynicism that i actually feel because you know i've had so much bad luck and now the whole world has had so much bad luck that it's like what's the point is this even real? Like, let's just start the apocalypse already, all right? Let's stop the financial struggles, okay? Either get us back on the road and let's get things a-rolling or... And I'm talking to all businesses, not just comedy and performing, but all businesses. Let's get things a-rolling or let's start the actual apocalypse where we can start either fighting each other or fighting zombies. Let's do some shit, man. I'll make some apocalypse weapons, you know, out of some golf clubs and some spikes. Let's do some Daybreaker shit. That's another good show, by the way, Daybreakers. Daybreakers is a great show. 
It's got that Ned's Declassified School Survival Guide for any of the early 2000s, 90s kids. And then it's also got the, you know, the zombie survival guide kind of vibe too. But it's not quite zombies. They're um, pretty much this thing that eradicated all uh, adults because of some, um, you know, uh, immunity shot thing that they, uh, they gave everybody, all the kids, but not the adults. And so the adults died, except for the principal, and they turned into ghouly things. Anyway, watch the show. It's amazing. I don't want to give spoilers away, really. But it's pretty cool, you know? I like the main character a lot. He's very Ned-ish. And I like it. Anyway, yeah. Let's start the apocalypse, man. Let's stop this nonsense. I've already been tried to be... Someone already tried to mug me as a child. Uh, a child already tried to mug me. I was talking on the phone. Someone smacked my phone out of my hand. It was a, it was a child. Like, I don't know, like 14. Young. He looked young, anyway. And, uh... I'm not usually a man of action. But out of instinct... I uh, kicked his back wheel. I ran up and like it was the only thing I couldn't. I tried to grab. I couldn't grab, and I didn't even mean to kick on purpose. I tripped really, and it kicked his back wheel of his little bike. His, he had one of those like short stop bikes with the with the wheelie stand up things on the back of it. You know, I'm not cool. I'm not a hood guy, as one might say. I'm a nerd, but. Yeah, I kicked it back. I kicked like that thing, his the little wheelie bar thing caught on my, caught on my shoelace loop, and um, I kicked the back thing, his back wheel on accident. It flipped over, and uh, I fell on top of him. And uh, I took that opportunity to make it seem like I did that on purpose. I did not. I am very clumsy, and if it wasn't for bad luck, I probably wouldn't have luck at all. In fact, I'm wearing a good luck charm right now to kind of drive it away, you know. Maybe I'm haunted by bad spirits. It's what I've been told by every psychic. Every psychic says, you know, some... Some dark energy around you. I feel it. You know, I feel it. I feel the dark energy. I don't know what it's for. Probably because of all the traumatic events in my life. I've been raped a lot. That's been cool. Not by women. Not crazy like that. No. By men. You know. That's who rapes. Men rape. Women don't rape. You could be maybe sexually harassed by a woman. I have. But... You can't be raped. Unless she's wearing a strap-on and pegging you, you're not fucking being raped by a woman. It's just not possible. They don't have a dick. There's the reason why trans... Like, I don't... Like, 
you say it doesn't make sense or whatever, it, this is just the logic of jails, you know? And I'm not complaining, you know? There's some fine-ass bitches in those, in those jails because of this rule. But that's why trans people are in men's jails and prisons because they have penises. If they didn't have, if they're, if they're post-op, they could be in women's. And if they're not, that's crazy. But I'm pretty sure they are. For the mere fact that they now have a hole and they can be raped. If they still had a penis, they could rape. But if you have a hole, you can be raped. And men can be raped too, because they also have a hole. But they also have a penis, therefore they have a weapon. You see how it's different? Two holes versus a weapon and a hole? It's different. Anyway. I'm not complaining. I was in jail for four months. And there's some fine-ass bitches in there because of it. Fine-ass trans women. Alright? Beautiful. Sexy as hell. I'm not complaining. Because I'm a man who's open-minded. Like all different shapes. We've been through this. I like them big and small. I like them all. You know? I don't like to be put into a into a into a category of sexuality sexual sexuality. I don't like it. Why can't you just love who you wanna love? What's the matter? Why can't you just fuck who you wanna fuck? What's the matter? If this life really means nothing and all that all that really matters is what you do with the time that you're given, the time that you can control. What's it matter? And who gives a shit what other people think? I don't. But then again, I'm also a little bit of a nihilist as of late. But maybe I've always been like that. I've always thought about that. I'm just more accepting of who I am as of late. More of an artist, you know? Sculpting a lot. Finally finishing my werewolf. <sighs> the werewolf. I'm trying to give it a mohawk. I'm trying to make it more metal. I've been working on it since I was at special effects makeup school. At cinema makeup school in LA. And it, it literally took me 10 days of 8 hours a day to get as far as I did at the time. And it looked beautiful. It looked like I could have cast it right then. I could have cast it right then. But I'm glad I didn't. I'm glad I st still kept it. Because I have matured. As not just a horror fan. But now I'm a metal fan too. And I feel like it could look way more metalcore. Alright. For one I need to put a little bit of a. Like, it's a bust, it's a maquette, and I need to put, like, maybe some a studded jacket on it, you know? Sculpt, sculpt some jacket on it, have it be ripping a little bit, because he's turning into the wolf. You know, give him, like, a mohawk or some shit. Give him, give him some cool, wild mohawk mane. Like, this werewolf mane. Ah. Uh. Give him some gauges or some cool earrings. 
Maybe a septum piercing. Like, why not? Give him a snake bite. Like, like let's make this werewolf bitchin'. And don't worry, I'm gonna scrape off the hair that it has right now. It's made out of Chavant clay. The whole thing. And it's summer right now in Arizona, so I don't even need a heat lamp. It's awesome. And I'll film the whole thing, don't worry. It'll be like a podcast that I do on Patreon. You know? I feel like if I'm gonna sculpt it, I might as well do it for you guys, you know? Then if you want to learn how to sculpt, I'll show some pointers. I'm actually technically a master sculptor, you know? I'm working on being a master comedian. I've only done comedy for 11 years. 10 years? 10 years. I've done comedy for 10 years. Professionally. Well, amateurly. And then professionally for two years. So... Overall, 10 years. But I'm, you know, I've been sculpting since I was professionally, not amateurly, since I was 11 years old. So technically, by all definitions, a genius. And it sounds like it's a cool thing. It's actually really uh, annoying in your to yourself it's like you have a lot of voices your inside voices not like disembodied crazy voices but you have a lot of inside voices a lot of like you ever get inspired by things like i get inspired by a lot of different uh platforms or uh, genres as you could say and uh, i have a lot of voices telling me to do all these different things and i've always been curious about ayahuasca because i heard that it shuts down 80% of the voices, and it lets you understand who you really are, and that's cool. But when it comes to sculpting, I'm kind of a master, and I also have several degrees for sculpting specifically, and special effects makeup. And uh, yeah, I want to make a horror movie, that'd be cool. Cast all my comedian friends. I mean, there's a real thin line between a really good horror movie and a really good comedy movie, which is could be a really bad horror movie or a really bad comedy movie, but a really great horror movie. Slash action. Slash chick chick boom! Because that's the kind of guy you need to be. Especially in the apocalypse, man. You can't be a chick-chick kind of guy. You can't be like, Hey! Put the girl down! I'm sorry, I did that wrong. Hey! Put the girl down! You can't be that kind of guy. Because the next move is the bad guy pointing the gun at the girl at her head and saying, no, you put your gun down or I blow her brain off, her shoulder bladies. What you should do is you go, hey, catch his attention. Hey, he turns to you. Boom. 
Katie, are you okay? I'm okay. I'm fine. You're my hero. Wait a second. Is that the tattoo of the gang robbers on you, Katie? Chick, chick, boom! Nope, that's just a butterfly. Well, we all make mistakes. That's part of the bad part about being the chick, chick, boom guy is sometimes you have to apologize later instead of asking for permission. If you ask for permission, you get nowhere. Just ask the U.S. government. But if you're the chick, chick, boom guy, then you could get places in life, okay? You can't just be busting down doors, you know? You have to be busting indoors, you know? Like, there's a damsel in distress. There's a girl you want to ask out, maybe. A strong girl. A weak girl, I don't know. Any girl, any guy, any trans girl, any, any, but any human being you want to ask on a date, you're like, I don't know if they're going to like me. Ask them out. Why not? I mean, don't, don't be a creep about it. Like, you know, say something witty. Talk about something. Compliment them. Maybe get to know them a little bit. Be a human being. But either way, don't be afraid to do something or ask for that job or ask for that opportunity or ask for that free cookie at the hotel because you're too afraid. Because guess what? You already don't have those things, all right? The worst answer you're going to get is no. Don't feel shame for getting no. You not asking is you getting a no, all right? You're still feeling the same regret. Because you're like, I, I, I could have asked. Alright, you're still getting the no. If you don't act on the opportunity, then you're still getting the no. Regardless if you ask or not. Alright? If I don't ask for the job promotion, I'm still getting the same no feelings. Alright? I'm still getting the negative. But now it's just reflected on me. Instead, who it should be directed on is not my fault. It's not his fault. It's not my fault. It's nobody's fault if it's a no. But I don't know because it's my own fault for not asking. All right? I'm not a what-if guy. I'm a I-want-to-find-out-why guy. All right? If I'm not hearing back, I'm going to ask. If I do something that bugs someone else and they tell me, I thank them because I'm stupid when it comes to my own behavior. You know, we only know so much about ourselves and we're still learning about ourselves each day. The more we explore and you know, therapy and meditation and all this stuff. But I don't know I'm doing something annoying because it's not annoying to me. But if it annoys you, I will stop doing it. Cause it I don't it doesn't affect me one way or another. But if it bother, bothers you, my intent in being around people 
is to bring them joy and happiness and, you know, being a good hang. You know, that's part about being a good opener if you're doing comedy or, you know, a good middle or if you want to get cast in a movie or whatever. Or if you're a makeup artist and you, you're trying to get a job as a makeup assistant. Or just in life or, or just trying to, you know, I worked in sales for a while, same, same concept. Be a good hang. If they all go out drinking and you don't drink, just be a good hang. Don't make it a big deal. Don't be like, oh, I don't drink. Just get a drink. It doesn't have to be alcoholic. No one needs to know. If you already have a drink, no one's going to question if there's alcohol in it. Just meet them at the bar. Get a drink. Go by yourself. Say, hey, uh, can I get a soda and blah, blah, blah? If it's clear, no one, no one knows. No one's going to smell your drink. No one's judging you. All anybody wants to know is that you're a good hang and that you're not a narc. So don't be a narc. Be a chick, chick, boom kind of guy. Don't be the villain of your story. Be the hero. Just be a good hang. That's why you have good friends. I have good friends because I like to think that although I'm a mess of a human being, I'm a good person. But I'm also a good hang. I'm a chill, down-to-earth, I don't have crazy weird ideals, and my opinion can be changed. Because I'm also a parrot of information. I'm not intelligent all on my own. About certain things, sure, sculpting, uh writing, you know, comedy, but not everything. And those, maybe playing the mandolin, ukulele, you know, the electric slide guitar and the harmonica. And I'm a pretty damn good poet as well, but, and lyricist, but those are all artistic things. And they don't really matter in the large educational realm of things. Sozies, if you tell me something that's smart and you can back it up with information that is, you know, credible, my opinion can be changed. Because uh, nothing's real until you make it real, you know? Be the chick-chick-boom guy, all right? And that's all I'm going to say about that. Now be safe, don't be racist, and respect cops. Don't get sick either, because that would be bad, all right? I need all of you. Not, not money-wise, really. I don't really make anything off this podcast. I know there's sponsors, but I make, like, literally pennies off those sponsors. Like, I've really made nothing off this podcast i've just enjoyed doing it because you know i see that you guys listen to it so you know i do it for you guys but i also uh say i need you because i need love i'm a broken child i've experienced a lot of trauma and rape and child rape as well and my parents have ignored me and um gave me a good right hook out of 
the house one day. And by right hook, I mean right hook and a fish hook, technically. Um, that's what you call the, the fighting move when you fish hook someone's mouth and then you right hook them right out the door. Is, it out, is that a metaphor? Well, sure. Anyway, I need the love, you guys. I never was paid attention to as a small child. That's why I found artistic avenues to escape. And I love you all. More than you could possibly ever know. I mean, I'm alive, so there's that. You're saving a life every day. Those are jokes, folks. Those are jokes. But every joke is based off a kernel of the truth. Anyway... This has been Mike McCowan. This is easily irritated. Be safe out there in this post in this pre-apocalyptic world. And uh respect all people, you know, all races, all genders, all non-binaries. Respect everybody. Everybody's sexy in their own way. Everybody has their type, you know. For all, for all genders and things. Anyway. Hot guys, hot girls, hot trans people. Hot non-binaries. Thank you for listening to the podcast by your hot leader. This is Mike McCowan. I'm out, wolf pups. A boy was digging at the edge of the garden. When he saw a big toe, he tried to pick it up, but it stuck to something. So, he gave it a hard jerk, and it came off in his hand. Then, he heard something groan, and scamper away. The boy took the toe into the kitchen and showed it to his mother. It looks nice and plump, she said. I'll put it in the soup, and we will have it for supper. <laughs>